Hello, friends. Welcome back to Colorful Convos, episode 103, with the reigning, defending, undisputed number one podcast guest on Colorful Convos, returning for his second time from Allen Park, Michigan, residing in Grand Rapids, I give to you, Mr. Brandon Chester. Yo. Let's go. Hey. Bring it back, Tasmo. Hey. Colorful convos, this bigger than radio. Stacking up milestones, it's looking like dominoes. The team be focused all on our goals. Ronaldo came up from Michigan, now we in different time zones. Nico hit my phone and I told him that it's on. That bullshit I don't condone. Jumping off the top rope, I'm feeling Mysterio. I am too lyrical, bitch, a new walking rhyme zone. Okay. In case they didn't know, my name it be Tasmo. Smooth with the tempo, they screaming out, let's go. Lights, camera, action. I remember being at the bottom, but that's past tense. I remember kicking out ideas and they was laughing. I don't need a gun, cause these words are automatic. Yeah, you now rocking with the best of the best. Sit back, listen up as we invest in the like I say, what's popping? Big Daddy. <laughs> What's up? What's up, dude? Oh, I'm gonna get on the porch here out here in your GR, baby. You're gonna record a podcast outside on the porch with me. What do you think about that? Look at that. That's pretty cool. I don't know. I gotta find the setup. Oh, look at that angle. That works. Look at that angle, dude. Are you like you're coming off of travel or what, dude? I literally landed from Dallas uh, like five hours ago. Did you get dicked down? <laughs> Dude, I wanted to play that song so bad there. I was so tempted, but yeah, you know, you can't. But nah, dude, it was a good time. It was like 8,000 people. Wow. Dude, it's still like weird to me seeing that many people all together, you know? Right. And I'm like kind of the, the focal point of it. Like I'm the one yeah. kind of the conductor of the party. And just these people, I'm like, hey, yeah, high five your neighbor. Stand really close to him. Like, yeah, yeah. like all this. And it's like still kind of Te- weird. Texas really has not given no. a shit. Every city uh, that we've gone to this summer has been like like the ones uh, that how, didn't How really many have you done so far? Um, this was my fourth one. I, they only came back with uh, seven this summer oh. because they didn't really know if they were going to. What's normal numbers, 15? No, dude, like 40. Like four, mm. yeah, and like now, twenty twenty two is already like thirty five, forty races, like locked. Like I thought are, it was. Are over. they all five Ks or? Yeah. Do they all five Ks? It's it's just a fun running event. That's, That's all it is. is. That's all it is. It's all. Do it they is. make a lot of money? Oh yeah, dude, bro. Like just this think is, of it. It's a family it's event. Co- it's a. It's like your mom comes out, your dad, the kids. There's it's a store. Color run. That's the color organization. Run. Yeah, it's. Uh, they work under the Bigsley Media Group, but they're like the color run. Oh yeah, God, yeah, but good. Dude, at least you're, you, they got a couple back this summer. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was like yeah, last minute, and then they opened it up, and yeah, they found cities that you know, because certain cities wouldn't let you have events uh, within like a ninety day span unless you booked it, you know, in time or whatever. And like they got Kansas City, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, Dallas. Yeah, uh, I'm going to Louisville next weekend, and that's the last one for the summer. Nice. Yeah. Wow, man. So the, are those you're taking uh, like sick time with the other job to be able to do both or how does that work? Well, yeah, like my the company I'm with, like I'm fortunate that they're super supportive of it. Like they're so nice. they so realize that like 
that's more of me, like more of my element. Yeah, yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, and like this, and like as much work as I do with the property management, that's like one A. You know, like that's the got goal. It. Got it. But got they, it. And they're totally chill with it, and yeah, they they work around it. You know, as long as I give them enough time, and yeah, they're just yeah. really chill with it. Dude, that's awesome. Look at you. You're just on the move. You make me look like I'm boring. <laughs> Shut up. No way, bro. <laughs> that's <laughs> how I feel. <laughs> what have you been doing? Uh, I've been, my feet have been on the ground in like the past week or so, okay. but I felt like I was nonstop for a while there. You know, I, I'm really looking at this almost like summer's coming to an end. It's almost like a high schooler going back to school. Weird. Yeah. My summer really just started to wrap up, but I was nonstop week after week, day after day. We went, I did so much. It was great though. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoying Michigan. I'm, I go out with Northern Michigan quite a bit. Yeah. Really, we do like, we do like golf trips. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, Grand Rapids are so close to Lake Michigan. There's just yeah. a lot to do. So a lot to do. And I got a couple really good friend groups out here. So it's awesome. Do you feel like you finally found kind of like the city that you're supposed to be in? Cause you were bouncing around for a while. Yeah. Um, for now it's yeah. great. You know, yeah. I mean, nothing's changed in the last time we talked as far as like my career really still being the main important piece right now. Yeah. So while I still am getting the gears turning there grand rapids is a good spot yeah good people really good people yeah no it's great i like i said i just like the location state wise yeah. you know like ge- geography you know wise like i mean having the ability to go out to lake michigan like some friends one of the things we did this summer was we rented a um a pontoon to call it the pontoon uh out <laughs> in grand haven <laughs> Can I say that? That's brilliant. Oh, the Poontoon. Out in Grand Haven, and we absolutely tore it up. It was a riot. <laughs> like a um, booze cruise, basically? Yeah, yeah. Oh, one thing I did since last time, and you may have seen some of this, uh, my best friend Phil, who I do a lot of the real estate with, he yeah. got married. Dude, I, I was just on your Instagram because I wanted to talk about you being a best man. I, I can tell you that that weekend alone, was the best, you know, consecutive three, four days uh, probably of my life. <laughs> That's so It was cool. amazing. It was just like pulling off a good wedding is not easy. No. And for there not to be drama or issues or someone drank too much or someone didn't show up, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong. Yeah. And that weekend was such a blessing. Everything went so amazing. And it was, there was so much detail and thought put into it. Um, but yeah, I did. I was the best man and I gave this best man speech. Oh. And uh, I, you sit at the main table um, when you're, you know, in the wedding. And I swear after that speech, more people that night told me congrats on the speech <laughs> than told Phil congrats for being married. <laughs> like I had a guy try and hire me too. He's like, listen, we have this firm, you know, you'd be great. We need, I'm like, ah, thank you. I'm fine. I had people who I didn't even know that were like, can you do my best man speech? Like, I don't even know you, but like, <laughs> but you live for those. That's, that's yeah. you. Uh, yeah, that's dude. you right that's, there. I, yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly it. That's me all day. And you know, it's like, I didn't just, it didn't come off the cuff. Yeah. There's some serious preparation put into this thing, but, um, you know, you get put the humor in there, but you got to, um, you know, some meaningful words as well. And it, it went great. Yeah, dude, it's just like, I mean, it's a lot of, I mean, it means a lot. You know, we're at that age now where, like, those things, like, mean a lot. Like, when you get asked, that's got to be a crazy feeling to, like, be asked to do that in that role. Yeah, I, I'll say someone like Phil, though, I don't have anyone that I'm friends with like I am with Phil. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like um, 
it's it's definitely like a relationship. Like he and I will call each other just like a you know boyfriend or girlfriend would call each other every day, several times a day. Mm-hmm. Like he'll call me three times in a row until I fucking pick up. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> I have to tell you something, you know. But we speak daily, and it's a very close friendship. Um, you know, uh, whether we're going through something personally or whether it's business, we talk a lot of business. That's what most of it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of personal stuff in there too. So yeah, all all in. I mean, that's what made it so meaningful. Yeah, and you were just able to combine, like you said, like the personal and the business side into one just glorious speech where everyone yeah. could just relate to it, probably. Oh, everyone loved it. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, it was good. Oh, dude, yeah, you are you're a master at the microphone. If you give you a microphone, you're good. You're ready. I could see you anywhere on stage giving speeches, all that, like an inspirational speaker, like whatever, leading firms, whatever. You're you're built I, for that. I'd like the opportunity to do it more. Um, yeah. In college, the opportunity was there all the time, right? With like student organizations mm-hmm. and different events and stuff. So I, I I had it quite a bit. And now it's you know it's more so me on the phone, right? Conference call with some new prospects or clients or something. I guess that's my stage, if you will, for now. But. No, I definitely, it's just kind of my atmosphere. I like it. But that was, anyway, like I was saying, that was, you know, one of the neat things I got to do this summer. Um, I'm looking forward to staying put a little bit, though. Mm. You know, as far as, like, being on the road, I can only do it for a few days before I have to get back to my routine. So I'm kind of looking forward to just getting back to it. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, when I, I took off Thursday night for Dallas and back Sunday, and, like, that's enough for me. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm exhausted, you know? And it's, mm-hmm. like, um, like I think about, like, the like the athletes and the artists and stuff. Like, they're doing, like, six-month tours, like, every day on the road. And I'm, like, how, how do they do that, man? How? I, I know. I know. And I know you and I talked a little bit about uh, my sister with the Olympics. And mm-hmm. she's doing the same thing. It blows my mind. She just got back um, from Japan, like, a week or two ago. Flew to like Colorado for a wedding, and then she got back to Salt Lake where you are. She was there for a few days, and now she's flown to Chicago, and she'll be in Chicago for the next two months playing in a different league. Jesus, yeah, it's like you just lived in Japan for two months, and you get one week at your house, and then you're off to Chicago to stay in some, you know, I don't. They have apartments or stuff there for yeah. some of these players, but she's in another league. Dude, that's just like. I mean, it just, it's so, you have to be so mentally just like strong and aware and just be able to just kind of like adapt yeah. to a constantly changing situation. Like it's, it, it blows my mind. I, I don't even understand. Like, I hope one day I can continue and adapt and be able to do that as well. But like yeah. right now I'm like, I'm dead, bro. I'm yeah. dead tired. You're spot on though. To get to that level, it's a mental, it's oh, a yeah. mental thing. That's, that's how you get to that level. Any big name in any industry, I mean, you look at them mentally, they're prob- they're just so strong. They're just so just strong will. Yeah. yeah. It's uh do you like do you read a lot? Do you have you been reading a lot? Ah, dude, I've been I've been slacking. Um I it's been just a lot of audio. Mm. Uh I, I listen to a lot of audio books, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of YouTube content um from some of those same authors or content creators. Um but the books, I know last time you and I talked, I was in the podcast, I was really good about books, yeah. which is earlier in the year. I was really good about just finding the time, sitting down. Uh, I think with some of the speed of the summer and constantly being on the go, mm-hmm. I haven't sat down as much. But reading is so important. You have to be feeding your mind. Yeah. Um, I've just been kind of doing it in the form of, um, like I said, audio content. But 
Yeah, you have to be. And like when you get to that elite level, you find that everyone is constantly absorbing new perspectives, new ways to look at things, new new content. It it's crucial. So is that what you're doing? You're almost just challenging yourself every time you either like listen or read a bo- a book, a new podcast or something. Are you trying to get something out of every single thing you listen to or is it some are you just you know just listening for for background noise you know i mean i I honestly it's every day every day i'm probably listening to like i said on the previous chat we had two to three hours and listen to stuff yeah and it's usually when i wake up Mm -hmm. it's just good positive um reinforcement but the idea is to hear and learn new things that i didn't know before you know when it comes to whether it's stock investing or real estate um investing i've listened to probably over i don't know 20 30 thousand hours of this stuff mm. it's absurd but that's how i'm really comfortable with it like right. i can really have i can have a competent conversation with you when it comes to stock investing good because i've listened to hours and hours of stuff that's just the stuff that's important to me though yeah i look at stuff in like health too but i look at stuff that's going to help me better be better and more well-rounded um I don't know. Other people may listen to things that they're into. Right. Um, again, it's with the idea of kind of just bettering myself. I don't know. I'm weird, man. I'm not. I'm cut from a different cloth, right? Dude, I mean, I feel like with you, though, when you l- listen to all those different elements and stuff, you're doing it because it's going to benefit you maybe in that next call, or that next conversation where you could relate with someone and just at least stay interesting in a conversation and stick around a little longer. Yeah, exactly. for me, it's there's always this weird internal itch of being a little bit better each day, just doing better, making um, improvements from my last failures, and 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 just growing. Yeah, um, to get to that you know full potential, if you will. Mm. But like I said, I know I'm weird. Not everybody's sitting there <laughs> think thinking that day after day. They'd rather just put on Kid Cudi and kick it. <laughs> But you, but I think it's important. Like, I don't know. I feel like when someone listens to someone like you who is so driven and so, you know, just like, boom, like you said, cut from a different cloth. Like, when I listen to someone like that, I'm like, oh, shit, how could I be even a little bit more like that? Like, I'm not trying to replicate yeah. you. I'm just trying to make myself better, just even yeah. a little, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really neat, actually, to see because there's very – uh, driven and positive people that influence me, mm-hmm. but I I've noticed that um, although there's those people's real elite that'll motivate me, even just the little bit of energy that I give off, there's other individuals who are white not not quite where I'm at that are saying, man, let me get a little bit more of that. Yeah, how do I do? How do I do some of what he's doing? Yeah, like I feel like sometimes people get intimidated. Like if I look up to someone who's like the same age as me. You know, like you're almost supposed to always look up to someone who's older, wiser, or sure, whatever. But sure. like, what, I feel like it's easier to like relate to someone who's going through the same time span of life that you're in. And if they're trying to do and be better in one way, like how can you kind of emulate that too? You know? Yeah, I like to look at things like if there's something like big that I would like like to accomplish, and you know, you have the the mental hurdles and fear in your head. I like to really just think okay is there anyone out there that's currently doing this right and and if there's anyone that's doing it then i can do it too exactly you know yeah it's it's again it comes back to the mental state it comes back to you know like how do you how do you react to those types of situations like how are you emotionally and like mentally investing in yourself to be better right so yeah it's uh 
Hey, look at us. My mom, when last time podcast uh, that we recorded, my mom listened to it and she texted me and she goes, you guys sound like two grown men talking. Fucking adults, <laughs> dude. Didn't that get the most views? That yeah, one? I did. Yeah. I mean, we were going to bring it up at some point, but yes, sir. Let's go. You are the number one podcast. I want to know what that is. Yeah. Uh, was, was it maybe... I want to know if my network contributed to where when I posted it and you posted it, people were like, that's one I'd like to listen to. Yeah. I wonder. Or what do you think it was? I, I think it was a very – okay, so this is like – because I did some an- uh, analytics on it. So uh, yeah. it was a predominantly – it was like a 65% male audience, uh, and the age range was a 50-50 even split between 23 to 27-year-olds. And then like forty eight to fifty like six year olds or something like that. Yeah. So it was our parents and their network. Yeah. It was all our friends who we went to high school with and like saw our names and we're like, okay, this is either gonna be really funny or this is gonna be super businessy. And we gave them both. Um, yeah. Right. And then it was everyone that loves you that I've never met, like in your western corner and just okay. all your other friends and everything, like. Huge yeah. chunk came from like Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo area. Yeah. Um, good chunk from Allen Park, obviously. And then for me, it just went to like the uh, my general audience, you know, like yeah. we got a lot of uh, international listens as well. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you had some listeners out in Australia and you had yeah, some I listeners did. out. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. I made that call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had some listeners. Uh, I have a pretty steady fo- following in Ireland. So got a lot of Let's Irish go. listeners. Go green. Uh, go green, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Chittister supports Ireland, baby. <laughs> That's so funny. I I didn't hear much um, or see much like on the social media from yeah. people reaching out and saying, hey, it was great. But I, ironically, I'd go back home. So I went home a few weeks after. And people were, I just like the bar, were like, hey, man, I listened to that thing you and Nico did. I was like, oh, did you really? I think I went, I think I went skiing or something. And I, and I bumped into probably 15, 20 people when we were skiing. Yeah. Three or four of them, like, hey, by the way, I saw this thing. I'm like, no kidding. Isn't it weird? Yeah, like, it's a uh, – because I always think about that. I'm like, do I, like, you know, my friends from high school, like, middle school, like, listen to this, you know? And I'm so far away now in Utah, like, when I go back to Michigan, that's, like, the first thing people say to me. They're like, yeah, so I listen to that podcast, listen to this yeah. podcast. And I'm that's like, funny. pretty crazy, pretty weird. Yeah, that's but, funny. But, yeah, the number one, numero uno by – uh, we got somebody pushing you now, coming for you. But I mean, this next one's gonna bump up the last one and the new one. So there you go. We're chilling, baby. I'm gonna send you some uh, some colorful convos merch and a trophy. <laughs> Make it rain, dude. Yeah, Let's go. Send you, a, send you a trophy. Um, but dude, have you been like crazy busy at work with real estate? Like it's got to be fucking exploding right now. For yeah, you. it's it, it is. Um, it's. I'll say it's leveling off though, as far as uh, mm-hmm. residential sales. I don't say le- leveling off, but it's um, I'm, you're seeing a little bit of a pullback. Mm-hmm. And I don't know; it's because people are just busy this summer and they want to go camping and do their vacations. Um, just seeing a little bit decrease in the amount of offers on homes and things like that. I mean, it's still wild; it's still nuts. Things sell immediately, um, but yeah, I've been busy. I've been busy, but. It, Nothing crazier than normal. Dude, <laughs> Utah, out here with me in the apartments, let me put it in perspective. We opened July 1st, okay? Yeah. Uh, it is Oct- October. It's August 15th. I've already leased a 286-unit building. We're over 50% leased already. Jesus. 
by the end of this month will be 35% occupied. Wow. It is like, I can't keep up. It's insane. That's nuts. I'm actually working with my sister um, and a broker from out there. Um, she's going to be purchasing a home in Salt Lake mm. s- soon here. And they ain't cheap, brother. <laughs> no way, dude. They're not cheap. You want a good product out there, you're freaking paying for it. Dude, yeah. Like, even our apartment community, like, we opened July 1st. Like, a studio apartment there was, like, like 1280, 1340 range, depending on the floor and yeah, location. Yeah. Already, because of the demand and the limited supply, a studio downtown Salt Lake City right now is $1,600, and people are just... Not even, yeah, not even questioning it. I got some buddies that um, are opening an apartment in, um, like, Farmington Hills area, Mm -hmm. and it's a 48 unit, and they were anticipating that their corner units, like tent houses, if you will, would go for maybe, like, 1,700, 1,800, and this was back pre-COVID when they were architecturally designing this. They're leasing up now. And they got, I believe, twenty eight hundred a month for each of these units. So like they're like, hey, we didn't even plan on striking gold as as much as we really are. I mean, they underwrote this whole deal based on you know much more conservative numbers. Right? Yeah, they were like, they were just yeah basing it off of what it was at the time. Like no one would have expected this crazy spike. But as we saw like back in the day, like. Do you feel like it's you know like we're at the you know we're at the peak right now and it's gonna crash at any moment? I don't know. I don't see real estate as a bubble. I, I think real estate is firm. It's simply supply and demand. Mm-hmm. What I think could be a bubble is um, people's jobs, right? So people are getting in these leases at, uh, as you said, 1600 a month in, in downtown Salt Lake. Um, and that's fine. They must be qualified because they're getting the qualification to, to lease it. Mm-hmm. So supply and demand is great. They're, they're able to pay that bill. But if the economy adjusts and they don't have that job anymore, mm-hmm. then they're not making the payment. Mm-hmm. So the thing was, the reason we had the bubble in 08 is because the the the, the reason that real estate just blew up in, in pricing because the fraudulent system of the economic downturn was in banking. People were getting loaned money that they never had the ability to pay loans or pay, pay these you know mortgages on. Mm. They were getting. They were getting loan money that they had no business getting loaned, and eventually they all defaulted. Mm. Um, I will tell you that the banks are locked up tight. Lenders are very strict still since 2008. Um, but if there was a downturn, I think – I mean, look. Look what's going around. This one blows my mind. You can't get um, you can't get toys anywhere if you've seen, like, uh, boats. Boats are like a hot commodity in Michigan right now. Really? Um, yeah. And um, boats, vehicles are tough right now because we're waiting on these back order with all these chips. Yeah. Um, so you got vehicles everywhere. Anyone who's turning in a lease right now knows when you turn your lease, you're, there's like nothing left on the lot. Yeah. Um, go to a restaurant. Every single one of them is like, we are hiring all positions. You go to a fast food restaurant, some of them are closed down because they don't have any workers. Right. So I'm scratching my head a little bit and going, is it like, what are we doing about this? Yeah. Dude, like the other day I was reading this article, uh, this Dollar General, like some, I think in somewhere in the South, I want to say like Alabama or Kentucky, like all 18 employees just quit same day. And they just put a sticky note on the side, on the open, like the front door that said, we all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> See ya. Like, like uh, people don't want to work. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you look at, 
and I'm listen. I'm the furthest thing from um, a political man. I yeah. don't like. I don't like getting in the weeds with any of that crap. Hate it. Yeah. Um, I just kind of stay in my lane, focus on me. I'm abreast of the situation and aware of what's going on, but I don't like to really get in the weeds. But mm-hmm. when when COVID hit, naturally, with the circumstances and things the way they are, there should have been a serious downturn, mm-hmm. and more than there was. And there was not as significant as a downturn because we pumped the stimulus money. Mm-hmm. Um, all this, like, landlords who had bartenders who were their tenants and bartenders didn't work for seven, eight months. Realistically, those landlords should have been screwed for seven, eight months, mm-hmm. but they actually all got paid because all the stimulus money rolled out mm-hmm. and it never happened. But I think it's going to catch up at some point. Yeah. It was like a band aid. We had to stop the, we had to stop yeah, the leak with the, with the band aid. We put a, Put a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. Yeah, like, it was, like, yeah, like, I'm thinking these next three, four, that's why everything's spiking up right now, prices, everything, because we have to make up for all that billions and jillions of dollars we gave to everybody. Yeah, and they're talking about things like inflation. Um, yeah. Which I don't know if we've seen in our uh, time span, if you and I have really seen much with inflation, but it's it happens every so many years. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm going to. Keep my shit in line so that I'm not screwed the other day, but what can you do? Dude, yeah. I mean, it's so weird, like, having to – isn't it crazy, like, having to, like, switch your brain into these modes now? Like, like at one point, we were growing up, and then all of a sudden, brain switched, and now we're talking about this. <laughs> like, we didn't talk about this when we were 16, Chid. We talked about right. a lot of different things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poon-toon. Poon-toon. <laughs> I'm going to plug that as much as I can. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, it's just weird having, like, I've known you almost over 10 years now, basically. And it's like having, thinking of these conversations that we used to have and now talking about inflation. like The economy. <laughs> we yeah, were, we weren't sitting old. in Mr. R's class talking about inflation, all right? No, no. Dude, I'll say this, though, on my little political rant. Hey. Uh, it blows my mind that so many people always think like the end is near right they're like america has never been more divided in its entirety and it's like every generation says that yeah every generation says this generation so goddamn lazy and no one respects their country yeah and it's like you don't think like people are saying america's never been more divided now than it is under joe biden Uh, okay great that's your opinion Tell me what America looked like back during Vietnam mm. when you were when seventeen year olds and eighteen year olds or eighteen year olds actually were getting pulled out of high school and sent to freaking Vietnam with a gun mm. to go fight in war. I mean, we act like that was hundreds of years ago and it really wasn't. Can you imagine if you were told like, "Hey, DJ stuff, cool, but forget it. You're going overseas." I'd be like, "This isn't America." Yeah, right. So. People are saying we're, we've never been this divided ever before. It's like how how about how divided were we when we had a civil war and we were killing each other? That was pretty divided, right? <laughs> like, I think that uh, I think that's a little worse than where we're at right now. I think yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We yeah. had neighbors killing each other every day. It was a mo- it was a modern day purge at the time. Yeah. Anywho, uh, <laughs> freaking welcome back to CNN with Brandon Chittister, folks. We are- can you, can you imagine <laughs> the most pol- Politically un- uncorrect. They're like, folks, he may not be sophisticated, but he brings a valid point. <laughs> brings a valid point. He's got a lovely mustache, I see. You're in the mustache Dude, kick right now. 
No, I never have done this. It's actually disgusting, and I hate it. I don't. I don't like facial hair. I try and keep it clean, especially going into the office and things. But I don't know. I'm gonna let this go for a day or so. Yeah, that looks good. You look. <laughs> you look. You look jacked, buddy. Uh try. Yeah, still lifting. I just wear. I just wear tight shirts. <laughs> still in a small. Still in a medium. Medium. Uh, hey man, the old Cab Fest is coming this uh, next uh, week. Next week? Is this Friday? Oh, well, coming Friday? No way. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna have some folks over my parents as I usually do. I miss Head that over. so much, dude. I miss just being able to like see those people, just even just for that one day, you know? Like, yeah, this is my one thing. This is the one thing that I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna miss that. Yeah, it's not, you have no excuse to like. It's the high school festival. Like everyone goes to that. Like I wish yeah, I could still go to that. Yeah, it's kind of like a little reunion thing. But, you know, it's like not everyone has that certain friend group to go back to. Right. F- fortunately, you know, we do. Right. I think I have a, we have a fantastic group. And unfortunately, obviously, there's been some shitty circumstances and things this past year that's brought us together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely made that friend group real close. And that's why, you know, that's why with this coming up and with my parents having a house right across the street, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, let me do something. And. You know, I'd like to see everybody. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, especially with everything that's happened this past year, I think, like, any chance now that anybody, like, all of us or all of you guys can get to see each other, like, you're not going to, you're not going to miss it, you know, after everything that's happened this past year. So it's, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's a really good group. Like I said, it's, it's, uh, um, it'd be different if it was just like, oh, I'm going to kick it with my high school pals. Right. Like, these are some, these are some very good people, um. At least I feel that way in my group and the group that you're aware of as mm-hmm. well. And they're great people. Yeah. And we're all just old now, dude. We're all just like, like people are getting <laughs> engaged, have kids. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, yeah. And everyone right now, like, I don't know about you and your like people that you know, but like everyone on my Instagram right now, I don't know if it's just because they're, they're from Utah and, and they're young and they're Mormon and they all get married young or yeah. they're just like, <laughs> or they're just other, like everyone's getting engaged right now. And it's yeah. blowing no, I my mind. I see it a lot. I look. It's all, uh, you know, life is um, an, a puzzle, right? And we all decide how we want to put our puzzle together. And I have a lot of pieces that I'm gonna put together before I put the marriage puzzle together. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's how I like. Every time I get I'm, asked about, I'm that. Sa- I'm saving that piece for yeah. down on the road. It's gonna be there, but that's not. You know, some people want to start with that piece. I'm like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I, and I respect what they do, but yeah, I'm the same way. It's like I have so many other things I want to put together before I even can incorporate, you know, a full ass marriage, a relationship I can do, like what I'm in right now. But marriage, that's a lot. <laughs> she, she. <laughs> I think I think I hear a Michigan cricket in the background. Yeah, you miss you miss those. <laughs> I got to charge that thing rent, man. He's hanging out somewhere over here. He's parking out front. Uh, how's the house? You've been doing a lot of work on it. You finished it, yeah? Yeah, yeah she's pretty finished. Yeah. She's pretty finished. Um, there's just a few other things. It's things pop up, right? There was um, the stove blew up. <laughs> um, the stove blew up. There's dogs fighting across the street. I'm glad I chose the porch. <laughs> um, the stove blew up the other day. Big orange flash and like jeez lord but we kind of have to have one of those in the house so right I'm, i gotta buy a new heating element pretend like i know what i'm doing and fix it so do you try to do them yourself or do you get a guy i do it all no yeah. i do it i all. do it all for the, <laughs> for the most part i do but you watch you're gonna find 
a news article of Grand Rapids man killed in oven fire. <laughs> Trying to reset oven and furnace yeah. by himself. I'm going to do it. House goes up. Uh, dude, with your sister coming back from the Olympics and this tournament that she had, I mean, that had to be a just overwhelming for you and your family, yeah? Yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. So I think for me it was the first time, because she's always been a high achiever and winner, if you will. Yeah. Um, as long as I've known her, right? She's always been winning things. But I think this was the first time that it really was like, wow, this is unique. Yeah. And um, people from all corners of my life, from like childhood to now professional to work to all over, reached out with some support and kind words and they were watching and it was, it was very neat. I mean, one of her first games, she hit like this game winning RBI Mm -hmm. and I have a work group chat where it was like, like Michigan's, you know, area president and all these other people like texting in this group chat, like Chitty, let's go like game winner. So it was just really neat. But, um, yeah, it was, I, I would say for the, Maybe for the first time, it really just sunk in how unique and um, special. How she unique is. it is, special. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I just remember coming into even just Cabrini. You know, from my perspective, like she was, you know, the goat of the school. You know, like it was everyone knew who she was. You know, the story and everything, and yeah. like to even just be able to have gone to the same school as her and to been able to like watch her on the screen let alone even be your family member like you, but like to see her, to know that she went to the same school that I went to, like knew the same teachers and everything. Now she's in Japan winning a silver yeah. medal. Like what? Like it's, ins- uh, yeah. it's beautiful. It's like, it's like you, everyone felt some type of like proudness to like know her because she was on the screen and you were like, wow, I know who that is. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, one of my buddies showed me, this is one thing that I was like, all right, this is really sweet. Your iPhone, you know how if you, like, swipe left, there's, like, suggested news? Yeah. Like, news will pop up, like, you know, earthquake today or whatever. <laughs> but uh, my boy, who's, like, real into sports, so it's usually just sports stuff, ESPN popped up, and it's, like, a manager history, game three, blah, 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 and just had this article, and I was like, damn, that's pretty sweet when your iPhone's popping you up. Dude, yeah. Like, it's, it's just, like, uh... Yeah, it's just a crazy, like, thing to kind of, like, overwhelming feeling to, like, understand. And I can't imagine what she felt like. Like, I mean, it, it would be so, like, cool just to hear from her, like, her experiences on that. Because I bet you she was, like, just overwhelmed for just two months, you know? Yeah, it's like I said, it's a roller coaster. And, like, the ability to be at that level, it's because you are dialed in mentally. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that that wasn't easy. I mean, like they got there a month before they started playing games. She was there almost a month and a half, two months. So it's like, um, the, the, the mental ups and downs that I can imagine. And I know she, that she's going through them, but like probably more than I even imagine, mm-hmm. you know, but she's, yeah, she's, she had played in Japan before though. Right. She played a lot she did. there. Yeah. She, okay. she did. She did uh, several years ago. She mm-hmm. had played in Japan. Mm-hmm. Wow. So cool, man. So cool. And yeah, it was so cool to just see your family name up there. And yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a cool thing. And now we're going to see your name up on billboards and, and <laughs> giving out yeah. speeches and Ted talks and there you go. Just got to give me, give me some time. You know what? So here's the thing is with her, you know, it's like everybody acts like it's like this overnight thing. I'm like, eh. not even she's close. been playing softball for like 22 years now. Right. So it's like, you played 22 years to have your five days on television with the Olympics and 
poof, it's like a spark in a pan. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you give me, I don't know, give me 25 years. I'll be on a TED Talk. But what even like, like with her, like in the softball world, everyone knew who she was, but now everyone knew her like globally because of the, of the, of the Olympics, you know, like if you right. talk to Amanda Chittister in softball, people knew who she was, but now it's like, you say that name and people, you know, like ESPN knows her and everything and they're covering her and stuff. It's like you yeah. get... You have success in increments, you know? It's like you find your niche, you get exploited oh. in that niche, you become successful in that niche, and then everyone knows you, and then you're everyone's yeah. niche. And, like, yeah, it's well, not overnight. Well said. It's not overnight. It's like you got to hit certain, like, pit stops. Like, that's when you know. As long as you keep hitting, like, these, like, pit stops on, along the way, you know that then another one's going to come. And, like, yeah, with her, it was, like, high school high school star, you know, college, full rat, whatever, and then now the Olympics, silver medal. Yeah. And it's like, what's next? It's yeah, like it's so cool, so cool. Yeah, it's. I think we we don't fully understand what can really be accomplished by so many small wins, and they yeah. just stack and they stack and they stack. But that's for someone who's continuously pursuing, you know, one or common things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's probably. Your everyday person is probably not out there just getting after that one thing over and over and over. But for the the ones who do, you know, obviously you become one of the, one of the greats. Yeah, and again, that's what just separates you from the rest. I mean, you know, there's a billion and jillion real estate people, but how can you separate yourself? Just be better than that next person that walks in. Same yeah. same thing as podcasting. Like, how could I be better? Then, you know, the next guy who's starting up a podcast in his basement, you know, like, how could I keep someone entertained? You got to have people like you on the show, you know, and get oodles of listens, you know, and that, yeah. and that blows up into, you know, helping you and helping me. So it's like, yeah, it, it's cool, man. It's been able, like hitting a hundred episodes, like that's one of my pit stops, you know, that I was talking about. Like I hit a hundred and kind of hit a creative block for a sec because I felt like I needed to like change something, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to like do something different now that I hit a hundred. But then I just like over this past weekend when I was in my hotel room, just by myself doing a lot of thinking, like I was like, why am I like stressing? Like just release another episode, you know, like just keep just doing what you were doing. And then like naturally things will keep happening. You know, like the hardest thing is releasing the next episode. That's it. So just release that next episode. If it's me by myself or with you, like just do it, you know? Yeah. Action's the biggest thing, man. It's um, I think in action, because when you're not in action, you're just sitting there thinking, and you overthink, and you overthink. And the problem is nothing ever gets done. Right. The best thing you can do is just take action and then critique, and then take action again and then critique. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing you're going to do is just be sitting on your ass thinking, oh, this could go wrong, or that could go wrong, or this wouldn't be good, or that wouldn't be good. Mm-hmm. Do you write a lot or no? Uh, like journaling almost? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, we'll talk back to when I was reading. Dude, this is hilarious. There are two, there are two dogs. There, a dog got loose, and I've watched the same man, Nico. I'm not kidding. I watched the same man walk around the block three times, and when he gets on this side of the block, I watch the dog turn the corner on the other side of the block. <laughs> and then now that, <laughs> and then it's just a cat and mouse. What's the dog's name? Chloe? I don't know. I hear Chloe. I think he's. A- Want to help him real quick? I'm just glad you're here to witness this. Oh, God, I just hear. 
Oh, God. I hear dogs. I heard birds. I heard crickets. Then I heard a grown man scream. He has a man bun, just so you know. I have a man bun. What does that mean? I Well, <laughs> you're, both, you're both in the same category now. <laughs> um, but right, I'm better so, than that man bun guy because I have a podcast. See, I'm better than the next man bun see, guy. See, taking action. There it is. Um, so, full circle, to get back on topic here, <laughs> I believe... We were just, what we were discussing. I asked you, I asked you, do you write a lot? And you said journaling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, journaling, yeah. Um, yeah, I have this journal that, like, I usually put kind of breakthrough moments in. Yeah. Or um, breakthrough moments or, like, you know, certain promises that I make to myself or certain achievements that I made or something that, like, something big that I accomplished that I'm like, man, I want to make sure that I can do that again. Mm-hmm. And I write down the steps that it helped me to get there kind of thing. Um it's not a daily thing, but writing is something I do, yeah. Yeah, I've been, uh, over this past year, like a lot of other people, I've like become obsessed with Matthew McConaughey. And he talks about, I've read his Greenlight book, or I'm reading it right now. And like that's Same. one of his biggest things, is just writing. Like just writing. And that's what this book turned into, was just all his journaling that he wrote down. Yeah, and, yeah the book's kind of scattered. I, I've, I've read it, well, audio, yeah. but... It's scattered because, just like you said, it's realizations. Like he says, green light. Um, he says that throughout the book. You know, green, green light. light. These, yeah, green light. Green light. <laughs> He's all right, all right, all right. He has these realizations or these these childhood stories that you know make good life lessons, and that's what he really compiled into this book. But yeah, I think journaling's insane. Um, I think it's there's a reason why some of the most successful people keep journals what uh what app do you use for audiobooks because i'm trying to get into those too uh, audible on it through amazon okay amazon owns audible okay. is it um, free uh no i mean i think if you sign up your first one's free um it's like 12.99 a month so essentially you get one book a month so 12.99 a book yeah um and it's nice after you buy them you have your full little li- downloadable library and i'll tell you one thing though as a seasoned audio book buyer, <laughs> um, always sample the audio before you purchase it, and it'll you'll hear the the narration mm. uh, because the last thing you want is like a 1990s recording that is just boring and dry. Yeah, but like Green Lights, for example, Matthew Connie actually reads that book. Yeah, and he's got a great voice, so it's it's very easy to follow along. But um, I would say more and more books nowadays have great narration and they're very easy to follow along. Like the last thing you want to do is buy an audiobook with some boring old man. Dude, yeah, that's kind of like uh, I kind of want to try to do that one time, like read a book on mic and just see what I sound like reading a book because that's a skill. It's completely different than just normal, you know, talking. Like you have to be really Oh like, yeah. pronunciably like sound and like know how to do pauses and put expression on a sentence that ends in different. I, like it's I crazy. would challenge you to make the next podcast your rendition of reading cat in the hat. All right. I'm going <laughs> to write that down. Hold on. <laughs> you like that? I'm going to write this down real quick. <laughs> cat in the hat rendition. Okay. Just saying. If that blows up, how much percentage do you want so I can write that down? We'll, ne- we'll negotiate on the back end. Negotiate on back end. Cool. I want 10% of all the upside. 10 per- okay, 10%. All right. Cool. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk. I'll call your lawyers. <laughs> yeah. um, that's actually a really good idea because I'm always itching to find, you know, 
just something else, you know. I love talking to have, having people on the show, but yeah, like that'd be funny to try. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, um, man. I miss the hell out of you, bro. I haven't seen you in so long. I feel like when I did I see you, it was never planned too. You just kind of showed up when I was DJing at club at bars and clubs. Yeah, that did happen. I'd like to get out there and see um, your parents' home. I mean, I know. Oh, yeah, they put a lot of. A lot of time into that. I'd love to see it. It's beautiful. Did you lose power? They lost power for like four days. Oh, yeah. yeah. I lost it just for one night. Yeah. Uh, and it came back pretty quickly. But I know there's other folks who lost it real good. Yeah. They were like freaking. It was like doomsday. They were like emptying we're, the they're fridges. In, they're, they're in Howell, correct? Howell, yeah. Yeah. They're in Howell. So, so Phil, <laughs> my good friend that I talked about, um, he's in Howell. And he lost it for several days. Really? Yeah. I think it's just like, I don't know, dude. That, that city itself, too, like... It's so, like, out of the jurisdiction of a lot of things. Like, the police can't even go there. Like, a state trooper has to go there if a policeman wants to go to the house. What? At least, at least my house is because we're kind of just in the, in the boonies of it. But, <clears throat> yeah, like, the Howell Police Department jurisdiction doesn't even reach our house. Like, it's crazy. What the hell? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Good good thing Joe likes guns. <laughs> Who's going to find us on that freaking lot, you know? That's, yeah. We're freaking hidden. Yeah, and like you said, yeah. Joe's Joe's itching for somebody to try to come on the, uh, the property. Please. Yeah, just like he's yeah. like, please try. Like, <laughs> he's got shooters everywhere. But, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a beautiful house. And I think the coolest thing is that he built it, you know, himself. And I think anytime you can, you know, build your dream house anywhere you want and for a crazy price, you know, because, like, Building a house, cheap, like yeah, so much yeah. land. So he just goes, boom, puts a freaking house and then a barn that's bigger than the house next to it. And yeah, it's a beast move. Yeah, it's dude. A beast I, move. Any, next time I come back, I gotta have everyone over. Like at least, at least try to have you over. I don't care about anyone else. Just for, you gotta see it. It's insane. Yeah, blow your mind. It's like a yeah, three story barn. Know. It's like you, there's three stories. He's got his own office built into his barn. Like it's it's. That's Brilliant. Yeah, like That's he never move. leaves. He just walks to his bar barn up some stairs and he's there. But one day. One day, baby. One day. But no, next time you're in Salt Lake, I I'll come see you. Yeah, I'll uh, you know, I think we're I might do Christmas there again. Oh, perfect. Perfect, perfect. Maybe we hit uh hit Vegas or something. I don't know. Cheese. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> Uh, seasoned audiobook listener Brandon Chittister, the number one podcast on Colorful Convos, back again for episode 103, I think. 103. Mr. Chittister, I appreciate you, homie. Thank you for doing this. Could it be more of a pleasure? <laughs> Get back inside and make sure the guy finds his dog. All yeah, right? I'm going to go hunt this dog down. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thank you for doing this. I'll uh, let's uh, hopefully see each other soon, all right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Let me know when you're this way. Hey, will do, brother. All right, take care. All right. Much love, brother. You too. I'm dripping no navy.
she pull up, call me baby I don't know Mercedes, I don't know Miss Lady But I wanna know you, and I wanna know it's cool If we can be a dope, I mean like See you next episode